You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This Is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This Is Oklahoma. Mike and your host, back at the Bedford studio today um, with a photographer guest, with someone who, I mean, you've probably been in this building before to look at cameras and camera stuff, and clearly I'm a big fan of cameras. I know a lot about them, the way I'm talking about them, obviously. Um, But Mel Willis is on the podcast to talk about, I guess, architectural photography and just making buildings look amazing and the interiors look amazing. I always look at some of the photos on your Instagram, which for people listening, I'll link below. And it makes me jealous because I can't shoot like that. Uh, and also want to be in some of the shots that you're in because I think the one that comes to mind is like the Summit Club in Tulsa. It looks amazing. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> uh, is this the first podcast you've ever done? This is actually my third. Okay. Yeah. And that's all right then. We're good. We know what we're doing. Um, I guess then before we dive into photography things, as people listening already know this, but you know, we start a podcast with just kind of general background to set some context. So I guess, what is your Oklahoma story? Where does it begin? Mm, okay. So I, I was born and raised in Kansas city, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I was 11 years old, my parents relocated us to Oklahoma. We mm-hmm. lived in Mustang and I went to school there for several years, graduated high school. I moved back to Kansas city, mm-hmm. uh, for a couple years after graduating, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I ended up getting a job in Oklahoma City at an architecture firm. Okay. Uh, so I relocated back here, and I've been back here since. That was in 2008. Yeah. So uh, So did you go to school for architecture? I did not. I actually went to school for graphic design. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I worked at the architecture firm is when I, I realized that I loved photographing architecture. I did that for their marketing department. And uh-huh. That's kind of how I ended up where I am. Yeah. How do you kind of get into graphic design from a young age? Honestly, it, it just always, um, always interests me. I, at a younger age, used to make things in, this is silly, but Microsoft Paint all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think <laughs> a lot of millennials probably started there. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of snowballed, and I was interested in it, and I decided to go to school up at UCO. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how I kind of got introduced into the marketing world as well yeah. and it all kind of ties together there got you yeah our uh, previous podcast guest J- justin hodges mm-hmm. who does a lot of malware stuff and design stuff he's like yeah i still do i still do stuff in microsoft paint yeah which is really funny which is the only reason really that i know what that is because that he is mentioned funny. it on a previous podcast um <laughs> uh, but yeah it's a totally different world now with cad and everything mm-hmm. and drawings and, and design but i guess from a young age then you just had that kind of want to draw and design and just create Mm -hmm. and you just kind of went to graphic design Mm -hmm. because I guess graphic design I think for me like I I loved art growing up but I was like got to a point I was like I can't do this anymore and it goes from like painting and pencils to like I can draw straight lines and cool graphics (laughs) on a laptop like get me in that room kind of thing yeah Um, so you just find your passion through graphic design then 
Yeah, uh, I mean, so a bizarre thing that my dad did whenever I was growing up, uh, every holiday he would get both my brother and I, he would get us a gift that related to something that could be a hobby. Okay. He, he thought hobbies were really important. And he, you know, every year would get us something different. Uh, one year he got me a guitar, which I was terrible at. That didn't last. Uh, and when I was 17 years old, he bought me a camera. Okay. He bought me a 35 millimeter camera. I became obsessed with it. And so I actually found photography early on. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got me into the world of marketing. Gotcha. And then from the world of marketing, I believe that kind of pushed me towards graphic design. Yeah. I, it, it's hard to tell which one came first, but yeah. they're all kind of hand in hand. Like design is design right. is design right. is design. Yeah. So. And then they said it all kind of ties back to marketing because mm-hmm. you can kind of like I have a degree in marketing. I, I say that I don't think I've ever used it, but I do. I use it every day oh, yeah. probably, right? But you have to use it all the, the time. The stuff <laughs> that I learned, I actually don't think I use that every day at all. Like you know, the four Ps or five Ps or whatever, mm-hmm. how many other Ps there are, you know, like it's just like, I mean, you just don't think about it, but you probably do. I do use it mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as much as my marketing professor is probably like, you use it every day. Stop saying you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of just pick up the love for photography, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, one of the hobbies that continually like just, just, you can't just pick it up and be good at it, right? Because then something changes. It goes from film. It goes into, like, it doesn't. It's never ending. There's it? a lot of learning. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so when I first got that very first camera, I tried out all of um, the different genres. Mm-hmm. I tried landscape, which I, I still love landscape. We travel yeah. a lot. I still love to photograph landscape. That's kind of a personal mm-hmm. thing. I tried portraits. I tried wedding. And while I was... I was decent at them. I just wasn't quite as passionate about mm-hmm. them. And um, when I worked for that architecture firm, they said, you, you know, you're pretty good at photography. Yeah. Do you want to try photographing our projects? I was terrible at photographing projects initially. <laughs> you have a camera. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if I could show you what my first handful of images looked like, you'd yeah. probably laugh. But everybody has to start somewhere. You have to mm-hmm. learn. Um, and architectural photography is, I, I personally think, is one of the most challenging uh, genres Mm -hmm. of photography out there. And so there was a lot of learning, a lot of reading, a lot of researching, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of trial and error. Yeah. But here I am. You're you're (laughs) right, though. Like, I I know that, I guess, the most recent posts on your Instagram when we were recording this, you did like a, which is a building with the sky and the right Mm -hmm. sun in the right place, right? The sun setting. But I remember seeing in your story this week, you're like, this is what happens when I show up at a totally different time. The building looks completely different. Absolutely. Dealing with like, I mean, sadly, you can't move the building. You've got to wait for the sun to be in the right position, which Uh, is a constant battle. Absolutely. And on that project, um, you know, the marketing team was like, we always photograph our buildings in the morning. And I had a feeling... uh, you know, that it wasn't going to work. We showed up, we woke up at 5 a.m. to get there. And of course there was like this beautiful sunrise, but it was happening behind me. It was not in frame. Yeah. So I like to use those examples to show people why Mm -hmm. I try to, to schedule things at certain times of the day, because it's things that if, if you're not a photographer and you don't deal with it on a daily basis, you don't think about it. No, not at all. And like taking pictures at noon is the worst time. Absolutely. (laughs) I know that much about photography and a, a good friend of mine kind of, does the same yep. you know, architectural stuff and he's like yeah it's like late, early or late right yep like, absolutely you know, but and he started in kind of residential shooting mm-hmm. houses and he's like 
Okay, and, he, and his kind of vice and getaway is the architecture stuff because he mm-hmm. gets bored shooting houses, which, I mean, I would too if you shoot 10 houses a day and it's the same house every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're right, like the creative kind of side from the architecture and photography, it's really, really cool. And I guess from that moment then, you just kind of, I guess initially you're like, I don't think I'm good at this. I need to get better and learn if they're mm-hmm. going to give me the opportunity. You probably didn't think they'd give you the opportunity first. And then when someone says, hey, you should go photograph buildings, it's like a okay moment that like okay I need to improve with this it honestly it, it never never even occurred to me that this was um, a career uh-huh. I started doing this really really early on and there were not a lot of architectural mm-hmm. photographers at that time um, so it I really never considered that this could be a career path for me ever yeah. until I kind of dove in head first I became a little obsessed with it mm-hmm. Um as a lot of creatives do. Uh, and yeah, I just tried to find as much information out there as possible, which there was not a ton at that time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just immersed myself in it until I, until like I learned as much as I could and I'm still yeah. learning because it's constantly changing right. like you mentioned earlier. So when did you get to the point then where you were still at the architecture firm and you think, I'm actually being booked to shoot so much and traveling like that it's not worth me working right now? So that actually, that is actually not what happened. Okay. Um, so I, I worked in their marketing department and uh, I did all things visual for them. So okay. I would design like their proposals. I worked on their website. Um, I ran their social media. I photographed, um, I took their headshots. Mm-hmm. I photographed all their finished projects and um, anything that was visual that related to architecture, that's what I did for them. So I wasn't booking any outside gigs okay. at the time because, because you had so that would much be, other stuff to do. Well, right? that would be a conflict yeah. of interest too if I were promoting yeah. other architects' yeah. work. Um, so I decided that it, I loved that mm-hmm. more than any other part of my job. Yeah. I still enjoy the other things. I still enjoy like designing proposals and all that fun stuff, but the photography was what I loved the most. So I decided that I wanted to try and go out on my own and see if it would work. Um, because I don't know, like I didn't want to look back in 10 years and always wonder. Yeah. So I decided to give it a shot and I, I, I was very honest with my boss. I let her know this is what I want to do. And, um, at the end of the year, I'm going to be leaving. So I had several months to prepare. She was really cool about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, I started working on all of my business stuff and had it ready to go for January 1st. And I held my breath (laughs) and hoped that people would knock on the door and, or email me or whatever. And it somehow worked out. I, I'm not entirely certain what I did right, but it worked out. And that's awesome. That's great to have like, yeah, no doubt. But, to give to because a lot of people you know we've had plenty of people on the podcast who've kind of like done a side hustle right grown up that side hustle and then it comes to a point that's kind of why I assumed and that you know you grow that to a point and you think okay it's not worth me doing my real job but now it makes total sense that like I said it would have been a total conflict of interest and not to mention all the other duties that you have mm-hmm. as a marketing you know you're working in marketing and like I said running social media doing headshots and all the other proposals the photography is a small part of it, right? Yep. But like you said, it's the one thing that you love doing and yep. then thinking, you know what? I Yeah, right. I don't want to look back in 10 years and mm-hmm. think, what if? Let's give it a go. Why yep. not? What's the worst that can happen? I have to go, I get my job back, basically. Yep. Exactly. Um, or another job in a different you know, agency, a different architecture firm. What year was it that you went for it? Oh, what year was it? It was um, 20, 
18. Okay. So three I'm years. Uh, three years. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Flown by. It has flown. Last year didn't exist really to most people. So <laughs> the other years have flown by. Last year was actually really bizarre. Yeah. Um, well, 2019 was 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 when the pandemic started, right? 2019. I don't it's even March know. March 2020. Right. Was it? I think. Yeah, I think it's March 2020. Okay. Yeah. We're over a year in. I can't. Yeah. Even, yeah. See, that's what I mean. Yes, like you're 2020 right. didn't you're exist. Right. 2020, right? You're right. Okay. So, yeah. yes, March 2020, yeah. everything was trucking along completely normal. We were actually in New York City when the pandemic, like when uh, New York City was shutting down. Were, and I had a I had a Working hand- as well? Or you uh, well, on vacation? We, were, we were up there for vacation, but yeah. I had a handful of photo shoots that were scheduled, and I had to let my clients know yeah. I'm in New York City. I completely understand if you don't want me to come to the photo shoot. Right, um, yeah. I'm at the center of everything right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> so, of course, those photo shoots canceled. Yeah. Um, and they stayed canceled for, I want to say, a few months. Mm-hmm. And then when um, when things kind of opened back up and you still had to go get your temperature checked right. and wear your yeah. masks on your shoots and things like that. Uh, but when things kind of picked back up, it felt somewhat normal Uh like my workload really didn't change too much except for maybe about like march and april yeah yeah. last year yeah and at that point you'd already kind of like built your clientele up for a year previously Mm -hmm. right two years before that so it was like yeah so you don't have to it's not like you're starting a business and you're like oh great now now Mm -hmm. i need to be hired to go shoot amazing offices that no one's coming back to for another 12 months (laughs) did a lot of people kind of renovate do you take that time to renovate or not and then have you back during that time or not? Was there like new projects coming in? Was, I mean, construction prices went through the roof as well. Right. So I not. Yes. Yes, they did. Um, a lot of them were projects that were kind of already in the works. Yeah. Um, and they were already in the middle of construction. Mm-hmm. So there's really no backing out there. Yeah. I. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say um, some of the shoots that were canceled, they mm-hmm. just pushed them back. So I did those later on in the year. Yeah. Um, but no, nothing, nothing like bad. that that I can think of. Yeah. When I guess for, for the, for the time, you know, you're like, I'm going, going to do my own business. Um, you know, you were hoping that the phone rings and, and you get called out to do content, you know, for people's websites, for social media, whatever it is. When do you get that first call that's out of state? Oh, that was actually the first call that I got. Really? Yeah, somehow. No yeah, the the very first client that I got was actually um, from my hometown, Kansas City. Yeah. They contacted me, um, and they had a project here that they wanted me to work on. They ended up enjoying working with me, so mm-hmm. they hired me to photograph a handful of projects up in Kansas City as well. Yeah. And... Yeah, that was my very first. Well, besides, right. I, st- I still do work for the architecture firm that I worked for. Yeah. So they were probably my first client, but um, my but like yeah, first like the hey, first new yeah, client, yeah, right, was yeah. was an out of state firm. It was bizarre. That's but amazing. I know. I I have no idea how it happened, but yeah, grateful. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. And then like I guess the good thing is that that when you get in with like an architectural firm, right, like they don't just build one building right. and they also try and outdo themselves every time they build mm-hmm. a new building so they want to show it off mm-hmm. so I guess you just build that relationship and then just kind of maintain that relationship Absolutely. for whenever you're like hey you know you become their go-to photographer just call me when you need me Absolutely. and build that general book of business through that mm-hmm. right and what what's funny about um the Oklahoma City architecture community is it's very close-knit everybody mm-hmm. knows everybody and a lot of people have worked at other firms. Uh, yeah. People that I used to work with have gone on to work at other firms. Yeah. 
So I, I have those relationships from working with people because I worked there for mm-hmm. 11 years. I knew, I knew those people yeah. pretty well. And they, they said, you know, like, do you want to come photograph some of our projects? And it's just kind of taken off since mm-hmm. then. Yeah. yeah. And the good part about Oklahoma City is, and the architectural community is it's tight knit. It's small. Like I said, once you started, you were, you know, when you started doing it, you were kind of in a smaller industry and not many mm-hmm. people were doing it. And then you just become that, like one of those few people that everyone kind of just goes to, right? I'm sure there's a hundreds of photographers now in Oklahoma City that are like, yeah, we do architecture as well as a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But because you started and main, you know, stay consistent, you are like one of the top five to go to kind of thing, right? That I mean, I hope hopefully, so. right? Like, you <laughs> I know, don't know, but I hope. Work, yeah, uh, but it's really cool. And and I mean, previous podcast guest was Don Beck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was talking about you know being Oklahoma City, and and he's been doing it for four, 40 years, which is amazing and, and the buildings that they've done um but it is really cool to see like you know when you're scrolling on your down your instagram to see <laughs> the stuff that you've done the places you've been and you know the the shots in oklahoma city there's a lot of places that that people don't realize mm-hmm. uh, how awesome this is and this house that you shot in norman mm-hmm. i want to tour this house i want to get that do a I, video tour of it. but it's incredible. i bet he would let you you think <laughs> yeah. it, i saw that and i was like that's in no way is that in Norman. That's in Norman. That's yep. so cool. It sure is. He's um, he's actually he's an architect that works for uh, OU. Okay. His name is Alan Mooring, and it's a really cool house. Mm-hmm. And he's very proud of it. I guarantee he yeah, would. Like, yeah, um, he would probably the let dogs you. in the photo too, yeah. which is really cool. <laughs> and both he and his wife, they're really really cool. And yeah. Super chill, and we actually um, right after the photo shoot, like they they had us over for dinner, mm-hmm. so we went. Straight into photographing, to eating dinner with them, hanging That's out, awesome. and having a couple glasses of wine. It was yeah. really cool. And that, that seems to be the thing as well about Oklahoma and Oklahomans in general. It's just like it's more than just work, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. it's it's a relationship, it's Absolutely. a friendship, it's you know how are you doing? Like you know anything we can help? Like let's let's hang out and have a few drinks and, and eat dinner. Not this is a business tra- right. transaction. You're in and out. Like when are you leaving? Yep. <laughs> Which, Which there awesome. are some people that well, are I'm like sure. that, but for yeah, the for, for the, the most, most part. part, you yeah you. Uh, you build these relationships with these people because you, like you said, mm-hmm. you don't only photograph for them typically one time. You you work with them, and some of these photo shoots are really really long days. Like you're working 14 hour days right. sometimes, depending on what time of year you're, you're photographing. Mm-hmm. Summer's obviously longer, or how many photos they want. Um, but you're with them for 14 hours a day, sometimes back to back. Yeah. Uh, so you really you build quite a bond with these. Right. Well, and also, like, I mean, I know it's great to travel. There are some great, like that house in Norman, but Mm -hmm. other buildings that have gone up. I mean, the Omni and the New Convention Center Mm -hmm. looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Sisdale Park are always doing great things to to build new buildings. And, and, you know, like you said, you've got people like Beck Design and Smith & Pickle and whoever and Rand Elias Design, Mm -hmm. all these, you know, spaceship-looking buildings, right? Like all the (laughs) Bowhouse District or whatever it is. Like there's an abundance of cool buildings here right? for for anyone listening uh, and to practice on, right? Or for you to just go out and shoot and just kind of – it might not be for work, but you can go out and just go shoot because that's what you want to do. Yeah, admire it. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tell me about some of the trips that you've been on. What's – you've been pretty much all over, right? Uh, I don't know about all over. Even if it's a vacation, you've gone – you still take photos when you – Yeah, yeah, I typically do. uh, I mean, you're – you're, you get to immerse yourself in, mm-hmm. in spaces that you don't have back home. So, yeah, sometimes um, we've been traveling mostly around the U.S. lately mm-hmm. uh, because of the Thanks pandemic. To COVID. Yeah, yeah, the last yeah. time I left the country was in 2019. We went to New Zealand, mm. uh, which was obviously incredible. Yeah. Uh, other than that, mostly I've, I've mostly stuck to Europe. 
uh-huh. um, which you're very familiar with. Very familiar, <laughs> very familiar with yeah. that. Yeah, it's, I mean, the good thing is, like, in the right light, you can make a lot of buildings look oh, really cool. Lighting is right. easily the most important thing. Um, light, lighting changes everything. It picks up texture. It, it can change the color mm-hmm. of, um, of a material. It can alter the space completely. Yeah. So lighting is easily the most important uh, piece to architectural mm. photography. From, from the travels then and from like just reading so much and diving into architecture and, and not just photography and learning about photography and light and all the importance of that but diving into like the architects and their vision right because that's what you're that's what you're you're showing off is mm-hmm. you know when an architect calls you they're, they're not just like hey go shoot this building mm-hmm. they're like i designed this because of this this and this and then you need to understand all that stuff because it makes you better at what you do what are the i guess buildings that stand out for you in oklahoma city and then what are the buildings around the world that you haven't shot yet that you want to Oh my gosh, that's such a tough one. That's not fair. Okay, well, let's start with Oklahoma City. <laughs> okay, um, so when you were you were describing the the story that the building tells, mm-hmm. the first, the most one of the recent shoots that came to mind when you were talking about that was the uh, convention center, uh, which that is actually uh, the firm is based out of my hometown, also Kansas City. Okay, um, great. they they are a, a, an international firm. I sure. believe that their main headquarters is in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the U.S. headquarters is in Kansas City, and they came down and walked through the building with me and talked about it. And, like, the main story of that entire building is Oklahoma Sunsets. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that I had to keep in mind throughout right. the entire photo shoot, especially the exteriors. There were certain things that yeah. they wanted. Uh, like, typically, the the photo that you were talking uh-huh. about earlier with the sunset in the background well, what they wanted was the sunset reflection right. I was like on the, the glazing yeah. in the front. It's like the, the convention center yes. faces the setting sun. But that was something that they they that was part of their design. Like the right. intent was to show the reflection of mm-hmm. the sunset. So Which the, is really cool. Yeah, and it, and had they not told me that, I probably would have photographed it completely differently. Mm-hmm. So that it, those little tidbits, those little things. Um, yeah. And, well, and like the, I was down there um, one morning a couple of weeks ago, like before the kind of at sunrise and and shooting uh, with a friend of mine. We were shooting a car outside and like the reflection even off the strobe lights inside and outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like I said, you, you when you go to do a shoot, right, you, you obviously you prefer someone to walk you through and tell you all about it because you mm-hmm. just... Like I said, you need to learn as much as you can. Yeah, and it doesn't always happen. Well, sure, um, right, because the architect might be halfway around the world. And right. It, yeah. You're often dealing with the marketing uh, coordinator or director mm-hmm. of marketing and... Who generally doesn't know much about photography. Well, Sometimes, they, like, you know, a lot of them do know a lot about yeah. photography or um, they know enough about photography mm-hmm. to communicate their needs, but they don't necessarily always know, like, the full story of the design of the building. Um, Sometimes they do. Sometimes the architect is able to Mm -hmm. give that information to them. But sometimes the architect's like busy working on another project by now. um, And they they just don't have all that information to give us or... It's a beautiful building. It is a beautiful building. They did a great job. You the park in front of it and everything. And you're right, it does Mm -hmm. look... Does look really good. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it doesn't just look good. It's doing. It's going to do great things for the city as well. Bringing right. plenty of people in here. Right. Uh, so back to the other question then: buildings around the world that mm-hmm. all the famous architects have built, or bridges, or whatever it is. Um, the UK's got some pretty good architects actually. They've mm-hmm. built some 
giant bridge in France a couple of times, I think. So I've been told. Um, or I saw in the news or in a Top Gear episode, actually, I think. Uh, is there any, like, ones that you've been to and visited that you like? Of all the buildings I've shot at the moment, this was, like... And it might not have even been a paid job, but it was just, like, I'm so glad I got to shoot it. So, a lot of my traveling happened, um, honestly, before I really picked up architectural photography. It was when okay. I was still trying out those other genres sure. of photography. Yeah, so, yeah. I didn't really... Around the world, I really haven't photographed a ton of architecture. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, I mean, I've been inside of some really cool yeah. um well, buildings. and that's like for people listening, like it's not just the outside, right? Like shooting the inside right. of that house, you know, Summit Club looks really good. Bradford mm -hmm. House is just a dream to go it shoot is. anywhere in that building. Mm -hmm. It's like you <laughs> it's just beautiful. point the camera in any corner and you'll get a good shot pretty much. Um, so uh, that project, Willow House, is really, it's it's in the United States, so it's not. In the desert? Uh-huh. It's in okay. uh, Terlingua. Yeah. It is like right on the border of Mexico and Texas. Mm. You look like you're familiar with the area. <laughs> right. But Big Bend National Park is down there, which okay. is, uh, um, you can see right out the windows, um, right there in those yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just a really cool design house. It's, it, and it's like, it's it several. So it's several house. They call okay. them casitas, um, yeah. but you can stay there. Yeah, it's kind of like a hotel type thing. Mm -hmm. And then they have this main guest house that everybody can come in, kind of like a hostel. Mm -hmm. Use the kitchen all together, and you yeah. get to know people that you wouldn't uh, get to know otherwise. But it's a really cool concept. Uh, I would suggest probably going there in the winter, since okay. it's like in the desert. Yeah, it gets really right. hot in the summer, but um, it's beautiful all year. Was that a travel or was that a paid? That was actually travel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, it is. And for people like listening, I'll probably post a pic these pictures or you can go see them on Mel's Instagram, which I'll link below. Um, but yeah, I mean, like this building in, where was this? That's in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, structure. that's the Milwaukee Art Museum. And the yeah. cool thing about that building is it actually moves. So those wings, it yeah. closes um, when the museum closes and then it opens back up and it lets this light oh, that's so into awesome. the interior. And if you're ever in Milwaukee, it also does it at noon. It'll like flap the wings. Yeah. So you, there's a couple different times a day that you can watch it do that. It's pretty neat. There, I mean, there's like there's so many cool buildings mm -hmm. around, right? And that's and the same architect. This one. Mm -hmm. As you can tell, it's kind of a yeah. similar, similar look. God, it's just like t seeing great pictures of awesome buildings is like a joy. But like <laughs> I would like someone. I, People listening will be like, yeah, I've been to all these buildings and I've got an iPhone photo. And I'm just kind of like, it's not the same. But, but the, the, the great thing about um, architectural photography is think about all of these, um, like think about these incredible buildings that you know all around the world. Right. You likely haven't visited them, yeah. but you know about them because, because of, photography. of photography. And like quality photography is going to get shared. People mm -hmm. are going to show that to other people. It'll get seen yeah. around the world a little bit more than, you know, mm -hmm. if you just run in there with a, I have an iPhone too. Yeah. And I also f shoot with my iPhone, but um, like just taking, taking the time right. to get the great, like the perfect light and um, a great composition. It's going to get your, your yeah. work seen a lot more than just a crummy no photo. <laughs> tell, tell me about kind of like the interior shots, right? Because that's a whole different realm of mm -hmm. getting things right. And I 
watch your Instagram stories of, of you kind of behind the scenes, like mm-hmm. making sure every chair is straight and mm-hmm. like making sure that like picking a lamp up or taking a coffee, a book off the table or whatever it is, like all these little details that make the photography a lot like that but uh, like but for you that puts your personality into the shot right because it's like all the things that you've learned over time you're like this looks good this doesn't Mm -hmm. just over time you just built that up so i actually uh, i have an incredible assistant Mm -hmm. Uh, her name is sunny and she has gone to school for interior design and she also has a background in photography so she's like the dream assistant she really is and i'm like don't ever get another job yeah (laughs) um but she she's she is so good at styling spaces Mm. um we'll kind of work together to to decide on the composition I'll set it up and I'll say you know like it it looks kind of heavy here on the the left side of the frame um what can we do to to balance it out or heavy meaning there's just a lot going on yeah like you have like a giant table on the left side of the frame and the right side is completely empty so sometimes we'll bring like a chair slightly into frame to balance it out or whatnot so um I mean every single interior shot has something moved we we never set it up and it's just perfect right and i don't ever want the designers to take offense to that it has mm. nothing to do with their design it has everything to do with the balance of the Visually composition absolutely yeah the yeah. flow of it so the uh the shot that's in the summit club it's mm-hmm. very um if i remember correctly is it's, it the blue one it's the blue one yeah mm-hmm. it's just like with the pool table or whatever that, yeah that's probably my favorite one of that yeah that and shoot. it's like very like yeah, that one. This one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's... I want to say symmetry, but, like, whatever. It is pretty symmetrical. Like, symmetrical. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Oh, my English is terrible. But, like, just that thought and that photo, it's, like I said, it's symmetrical. Everything kind of just... It's mm-hmm. just a welcome space to be in. But also, I can see, like, people having such a great time in that that spot. Um, do you try to be as symmetrical as possible? Not necessarily. Uh, that Who, Who's the guy that does the symmetrical stuff? The, the photographer or the movie guy what's there's a movie is it the Julia Schulman no I'm trying to think um, I'll think about it okay <laughs> let me think while, I, while you're while you're answering I'll think about that because it's um, it's gonna bug me I suppose it depends on the space that room really lent itself to mm-hmm. being symmetrical if you look at the coffers up in the ceiling they kind of have these leading lines it kind of breaks up the space into I want to I want to say there are probably about six coffers up in that ceiling, mm-hmm. ceiling if I remember correctly. Um, so it really, that that room just lends itself to being very symmetrical. And believe it or not, that room was fairly well set up when we got in there, but it probably yeah. took us 30 minutes to move those sofas around and make sure that the pillows were perfectly uh, symmetrical because those things stick out like a sore thumb Yeah, if they're not spot on. So actually the symmetrical photos are more difficult than the asymmetrical ones just because they have to be identical. That makes sense. Yeah. And like, and there's a lot of like, um, like I think if you look at it, right. Or there's just like, it's just off a little bit or like, and probably like it drives me nuts when I'm at a house shoot or, or something like that. And like the light fixtures just like tss, tiny bit off center mm-hmm. and you've got like four chairs lined up and mm-hmm. like, if only the light was down the middle. <laughs> right. But, I mean, there's there's no way of, like, fixing that because it's a light fixture and you got to move it. But 
it must be a lot of fun though like trying to make stuff as symmetrical as possible like or just so it fits i mean it's never always going to work but it's just pleasing to the eye to see it, it does come together mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be everything in the photo right it's just like lining up the coffers and the ceiling or lining up like the pool table there or the chairs or whatever it is like it's like I said, it, make, it makes it, there's less going on. It mm-hmm. all looks great. It takes you through the space. It leads your eye, exactly. Yeah, and that's something that, like, I've been trying to do with my mm-hmm. photography is, like, try and, you know, take people through the space. And I really don't take photos very often. Um, but this, I'm going to find who this dude is about this <laughs> symmetrical thing because I think it's a movie. Um, I want to say is it? it's like the... Not Count Dracula, but anyway. I might edit this out because I sound like a clown. Um, yeah. Wi-Fi's not working. Um, so, like, I mean, I think people might look at your work and think, oh, I can do that. That's really easy. Probably not because it's very hard to do because I've tried it. There's a lot of people that don't – they just don't think about uh, – or they don't re- they don't know what all mm-hmm. goes into it. So yeah. There's a lot going on in there. Yeah. I actually – I had a um, – I did a presentation for some designers a couple months ago mm-hmm. and I kind of walked them through a photo shoot and what all goes into it, how much time it takes. Yeah. Like I, I was showing them steps in a PowerPoint mm-hmm. presentation and by the end they were all were kind of like, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry that I rushed you on photo shoots. I'm like, right. Because there's so, a process. And, there and is a right. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I just, I encourage if they're, po- if it's possible, I encourage them to come on shoots with us so that mm-hmm. they can experience it. And, and that's also why you're there. Like I said, it, it can take a day, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, it's not just like show up, the light's perfect, set up the tripod, click. Yep. Like, it's very rarely does it happen like that. And if it does, you're like, I probably missed something. We right. need to be here for a little bit longer to make sure I, I've hit every point and everything I need to do. Um I guess to that point you just made then, do you have like workshops or anything or was this kind of a one-off that you were teaching people? Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't actually teaching them. Um, it was, uh, some architects and interior designers that Mm -hmm. they just asked me to come and talk about my profession. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was just there kind of telling them Mm -hmm. all the things that I look for, all the things that I do on a photo shoot. Um, so it wasn't exactly like teaching anybody right. photography. It was just kind of walking them through the process and letting them understand the things that mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Yeah. Is that something in the future that you might do, though, a plan or, or just to offer a workshop? Or, I mean, the reason I ask is because Bedfords have a huge, oh, yeah. huge <laughs> photo con every year. Uh, and behind the camera, there's posters everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's in October the 29th, I believe. Um, and there's photographers from all over the kind of states come in all from different backgrounds and I don't think there's one from architecture so that's I, the reason I asked yeah I don't I mean I, I'm not opposed to it I don't mm-hmm. I I suppose it depends on yeah yeah that must be cool though to have that to have been in it for so long and have that insight to think you know what people can learn from this mm-hmm. um comfortable talking about it because it's something that you're passionate about something that you love doing um, and I'm sure it's kind of that they're prideful to like teach people as well to be like you know I ha- I've learned all this skill now it's time for me to pass it on to right. someone and yeah and, and I, um, I I think that I also have a kind of a unique perspective mm-hmm. considering that I, I went from being an in-house photographer to right. now being um, a, a freelance photographer yeah. so I have kind of I have a different perspective on it than mm-hmm. I think a lot of other photographers do because I I, I some of the projects that yeah. I photographed, I actually worked on. Like I would, um, right. 
when I was doing graphic design for them, like I would design some of the wall graphics in a project or whatnot. So I was working really, really closely with interior designers and architects. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just think I have a different way of, mm-hmm. of relating to it than maybe some other photographers Then people do. who just picked up a camera and like they want to shoot because the building looks cool, not right. because of like they have no ar- architectural background. It's kind of like you've gone and done the internship in architecture yeah. <laughs> and now picked up a camera. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, Tell me about kind of like getting featured and, and in your Instagram bio, there's some great people who have featured you. Um, I mean, obviously local 405, but we've got Fast Company, National Geographic, Forbes, Design Sponge, like Design Boom. It's the pretty big publications <laughs> to be featured in. Um, what was the first one that you got in an email or a phone call that says, hey, can we use your photo? Well, the fir- the first couple publications I got was when I actually I was an in-house photographer. Gotcha. Um, but all of these have been since I've been out on my own. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, the first one that contacted me was com- like they've all actually been kind of a surprise. I, I haven't submitted yeah. for right for uh, the majority of these. Uh, but National Geographic was the first one whenever I went freelance yeah. and I didn't believe that it was real. It was funny. My husband and I were actually in DC and we were on our way to national geographic oh, nice. and we were yeah. like, okay, like this our phones weird. are bugging yeah. and like they're listening to us and they're like sending me some kind of ad. Um, mm-hmm. but then I like, I researched the email address and it turned out that it was, it was legit. And they somehow found an old photo of mine that I didn't even have on my website anymore because mm-hmm. I took it. Yeah. I, I mean, I took this photo probably back in like 2008 and it was something that I was, I've grown as a photographer, <laughs> right. so I didn't yeah. necessarily have it out there promoting yeah. it. Um, they somehow found it and they wanted to put it on the cover of one of their books. Yeah. And uh, I said, okay. <laughs> right. You're like, this is the best surprise yeah, ever. Absolutely. After you figure out that you're not being spammed. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> That's cool though. And is that kind of, yeah, like you mentioned, they've all kind of been a surprise. Yeah, um, and then some, like, some of them, like um, um, Forbes, and I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, some of them have been project related. Mm-hmm. So the designer or the marketing person that has I'm working with has like said, a, yeah. "Hey, this is we're we're going to submit this for publication," or gotcha. "Hey." we need this photographed and we need the photos by this date because so-and-so wants to publish it. Yeah. Um, I, I photographed the Greenwood Rising Museum mm-hmm. out in Tulsa. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. It's, but yeah, it's, um, I got to walk through it um, just before they opened. So mm-hmm. nothing was like finished, finished. Like mm-hmm. they were still drilling holes out on the sidewalk. But I need to go back. Yeah. Because like, uh, and I did, we did the podcast with um, Stephen and... Um, Whitney, I think. Oh, yeah, from, from Seltzer Shaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to walk through it with them, which, back to your story about being walked through by the architects, like, mm-hmm. it was really cool to kind of see, like, from Stephen's point of view, like, and see him get kind of geeked out about the way that this is designed. Because I would never would have known. I never would have seen it. Everything has a purpose everything. or, like, a reason or a mm-hmm. story behind it. And you're like, yeah. okay, like... I just figured that was a window. Right. Yeah, and like, and it's not a massive space, right? So if you walk through it without looking at, you know, him, without him pointing things out, I would have walked through in 15 minutes mm-hmm. easily. But we were there for an hour because yeah. of, he's like, no, this is this, like this because of this and like the windows and the light and, you know, the, um, Whitney was, 
called it a skylight and it's like an oculus mm-hmm. or something so yeah. that was kind of funny yeah, he, yeah he was like yep. it's an oculus um, <laughs> steven if you're learning listing i thought that was really funny that is funny um tell me about this house in norman that's the was it the, oh, the Green's prairie house because that it's not a very big house is it but it's uh it's fascinating it is not i mean it's two it's two levels yeah. um it, it is probably one of the more interesting houses in oklahoma but mm-hmm. Um, it was just designed by Herb Green. I don't know what year. It was in the 60s. Yeah. Um, a lot of wood? A lot of wood. A lot of, I believe they're cedar shingles. Yeah. Um, have you been inside of it? I haven't, no. Can you just go visit it? Well, uh, you. I mean, you need to coordinate it with the owners, but they're oh, so really cool about it. Oh, so it's just cool a residential it. kind of, like, someone owns this and you can... Yeah, um, they, um, a team owns it. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely certain what they're planning on doing with it. They at one time had some ideas, but of course COVID happened sure. and things have, have shifted. So I'm not entirely certain what they plan, they're planning on doing with it right now. Yeah. But um, my good friend was like, hey, we want to get this photographed. Are you, you know, do, yeah. like, would you be interested? And so of course, do you I, know anybody? Yeah, like, I jumped at the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, of um, and just walking through it. So mm-hmm. all that cedar, you can imagine looking at that photo you walk through and right. it smells like cedar all yeah. the way through the house like it's just really incredible um my allergies would be killing me i think if i walked through. <laughs> uh how important is kind of like social media and posting and being engaged and because it's like there's a i mean i'm sure you see this too there's a lot of people out there who are photographers that like necessarily aren't the greatest photographers in the world but they have like a huge amount of followers mm-hmm. and that might be kind of annoying sometimes because they get jobs over you because they have a following mm-hmm. how has that been is that a battle and like with like just I mean and you've been in the industry for so long that you have a reputation but it seems like from what I've heard from others that like that kind of happens a lot and they get pretty irritated it personally has not been an issue for me uh, um, I think it's because I have those relationships right uh, and I don't really win work from Instagram to be completely honest. Um, I I noticed that there are a lot of other architectural photographers that like take Instagram very seriously and I'm not knocking that at all. Um, But that's, I, in fact, I don't think I've ever had a client say, Hey, I found you on Instagram. I'd like to hire you. So while it, while it's important that those, those clients that see Mm -hmm. you, you remain like in the forefront of their mind. I think that's the job that Instagram does, but I don't win work from it. That's, that's good to hear though. Cause like I, like, and I'm glad you said that because a lot of people, like I swear by Instagram, like I love it. Right. Like I'm on it most of the time Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where the podcast started and and looking that one, it's posting photos around the state, which is not just architecture, but you're proving that like, it's not just Instagram that you get your business from, you know, then that's, that's a great point because I don't get that very often on mm-hmm. here. Right? People talk about social media and you know they're like, no, no, I do this, this, and this. But it's good that like there are many other options out there. It's a tool, great if you use it. If you don't, then you get it from other business. Then it's it still works, right? And, and building that personal relationship and that lifelong business relationship with past clients, your past employer is clearly very important, especially Absolutely. when they're personal relationships because they can just call you and say, yeah, Mel's reliable. She'll be here. And they're also probably seeing the photos on their website mm-hmm. probably more often, right, than just, like, in a tiny little, you know, right. Instagram reel or whatever it is. I, when you said it's a tool, like, you hit the yeah. nail on the head. Mm-hmm. And especially since you have a marketing and background, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's a, 
piece of the puzzle. It's yeah. certainly not the entire puzzle. <laughs> and if I could like let people know that, like if I could shout it from the rooftops, <laughs> it's a it's a tool. Yeah, well, um, to I, like, use. for me, like I always think like I always kind of have a backup, right? Like, what if Instagram was to just like disappear tomorrow they just decided it wasn't going to happen anymore. right you lose all your followers lose, yeah like what how, what does that mean to you right like a lot of people have like their entire life wrapped up mm-hmm. in it and then that's i think personally it's unhealthy and they need to have backup and other streams of business income or business revenue whatever it is um so it's good that like even you know even even if you didn't have an instagram you'd still be fine right i hope so yeah i think so <laughs> yeah i think so too uh what's the next projects you got coming up are you allowed to speak about any uh, probably plans. a couple of them. Um, I photographed um, a hospital ER renovation yesterday mm-hmm. um, down in Duncan. I have I have one that I'm not ready to talk about yeah. until um, I get like a confirmation. Right. I'd hate to say like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm we photographing don't wanna, this. Yeah, we, we don't want to jinx it. Um, and next week, I'm actually I'm photographing the First Americans Museum. Oh, nice! Which I'm really excited about. Which faces a setting sun, right? So, so yes, yeah. it, it faces. I mean, it but depends on which that, direction you're looking at it because behind it, right? Do the they hand, have a big bank behind oh. it, right? Am I talking about? Are the, you talking? Oh, the berm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, right? Yes. Sorry, because like, like <laughs> when I drove past that the first time, I was like, why don't they have a view of downtown? Right. Because it kind of stops that, but. This is also me driving from the highway, and I haven't seen it in person yet. It's it actually does have a pretty good view. Yeah, um, so I'm glad that it's open finally. Uh, I agreed. It's, <laughs> it's been, been a, a long, long time. time coming. Yeah. Um, the firm that I used to work for, they actually did a study on the on the project yeah. years ago, and they hired me to go out and photograph it when it was delayed, like the construction mm-hmm. completely stopped. So yeah. I got to go out there and see it, obviously, before it was finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does actually have a really great view of downtown. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. Because mm-hmm. you can't, like, from the highway, you're just like, oh, yeah. why would they do that? But I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad to know that they uh, they have a good view of downtown. Um, is there any, th- what, last question, what's the strangest project that you've worked? Mm. Okay. So I don't, nec- I don't necessarily know about the strangest project per se, mm-hmm. but I can tell you like some of the strangest photo shoots that I've been mm-hmm. on. Um, I was up in Kansas City shooting for a firm up there. They had a couple projects that they wanted me to photograph. Mm-hmm. So it was a multiple day shoot and uh, I get back to my hotel, park the car, go upstairs, go to sleep. And I woke up at 4 a.m. in like a panic. Yeah. I just had this really weird feeling and um, went to the living room part of the uh, the hotel room and checked to make sure, okay, all my gear is here, like everything's fine, not a big deal. My car had been stolen overnight. Oh my gosh. Out of, yeah, yeah, from the hotel. Um, luckily, I had taken all of my gear right. in, which yeah. of course I'm going to do. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so my car was stolen on a photo shoot and I had to walk to Avis to get a rental car, pack all the gear in and be at my shoot the next day. <laughs> yeah. Like, so how was your night at the hotel? You're like, oh, you do not want well, to know. Actually, so, so I had been working with the same yeah. um, designer the day before and I pulled up and he goes, that's not your car. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. So that, um, that was a really interesting one. Um, the Greenwood Rising shoot was actually a really interesting one, mm-hmm. too, because they were trying to get it photographed um, 
for that publication yeah. and they were in the middle of construction when it was all happening. Right. So we had to start photographing at 4 p.m. and then we worked until 1 a.m. and it was like back-to-back oh, -back shoots. Yeah. So they were doing construction in the middle of the day and then the construction crew would like hide all of their right. um, equipment and, and tools and everything yeah. and like completely clean the space. So it was almost like it wasn't in construction at oh, night. I'm sure they were thrilled about um, that too. That was really, that was that was a really interesting shoot, yeah. um, but it was it was, I think it was really successful and it, it mm -hmm. turned out. Um, well, also the well. things that you've kind of the things that the project manager yourself, like everyone ties in the things that you have to do to make this work as mm -hmm. well, right? Because it was like you have a time frame. We're all working together. We're going to make this work because it has to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's you know they, they had yeah. a huge deadline to reach. By the way, we need building. the photos in three days. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and also once you know you're not going to bed at one a.m. because you're going to continue editing <laughs> until we get these back. So yeah, that's yep. awesome. How long does it take you to edit? Roughly, it depends on how many photos. Um, so it depends on the shoot, but I. I say my standard turnaround time for like a standard photo mm -hmm. shoot um, is about two weeks. Okay, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but some of these bigger these bigger shoots, like the convention center, they needed more photos right. than it's a huge it it's is. a huge space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they needed way more photos than right. a typical photo shoot, and that one was a little bit yeah. longer. Do you have a favorite building you shot in Oklahoma City? Hmm. I feel like or one I feel, you just like, I feel like I that's a loaded question. Well, yeah, just one that you just like. I just love to shoot this building, and and not necessarily. I mean, well, it might just be one that you just love the design of. Um, not necessarily like to shoot it all the time, but just one that stands out. I, like I love, I love the Omni. Mm. That was that was a really fun one for me. Yeah. Um, I worked with the interior designer, and he's out of New York City, and he. Well, one, he's just, he was so easy to work with. He was like, I complete, I love when they're like, I completely trust you. Yes. I trust your eye. Right. Um, just, just make sure you capture like this, yeah. this piece or this, mm -hmm. um, this part of my story or whatever. Uh, they're not like in there directing the whole shoot. Exactly. You're like, I'm just here to push buttons. Yeah. That was a really, <laughs> really fun one to photograph. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's I, a cool building. It for is sure. a cool building. Uh, <laughs> it is. I mean, the whole part of it, everything that ties into that mm -hmm. area, where it is, the whole thing. It's uh, absolutely. It's a definitely a good spot. Um, well, Mel Willis, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We should have done this a while ago, but I'm glad we finally did it. And now people know a lot more about your story. They can go to your Instagram, which I'll link in the description, and check out your work. And if they want to hire you, they can go to your website, which I'll also link down below. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks so much for coming down. I really appreciate it. Um, excited to see you progress love to see the work um post more on instagram because i want you to <laughs> i want you to do that because i know okay. we spoke about this before that you don't do it very often but people will need to see this work and even if they're not gonna be a client or whatever it's cool to it's cool for me to reshare those photos <laughs> <laughs> selfish reasons um but yeah love your work um love the story and love that you found a passion through like you didn't expect it and and you know you started working for for an architectural firm for graphic design and now you like have this solo business right like to take that leap and be an entrepreneur it's it's not easy um, but you did and thankfully you don't have to look back in 10 years and think what if which is a great lesson for people listening give it a go it's worth it if it doesn't work out 
you'll always fall back on the job that you're in anyway so don't worry about it um so yeah thanks so much for coming down for everyone listening i'll post um mel's instagram in the description as well as your website and we will catch you next episode cheers this podcast is presented by the oklahoma hall of fame telling an oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the hall of fame go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on instagram for daily updates at oklahoma hof Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.